This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. November is going to be amazing because something that we Housewives fans have dreamed of for years is finally happening. The crossover of dreams I am discussing, I am bringing to your attention. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is coming to Hey You from Friday the 19th of November. I actually cannot believe this is happening. We have Melissa and Teresa from Jersey. We have Kyle from Beverly Hills. We have Cynthia and Kenya. Kenya! from Atlanta and we of course representing New York have Ramona and Luan as well what is going to happen when those gals get together I I can't even I can't deal I actually can't deal I'm so excited and if you wanted more oh there's more on Mondays you will have The Real Housewives of Potomac The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and my girls finally back The Real Housewives of Melbourne come on everything you could need housewives wise is on Hey You this November Hello and welcome to Housewives and Me, a podcast about why we love the real housewives. I'm your host, Connor Bean, and welcome back for another brand new episode. I hope you're well. I hope you had a good Halloween whenever you chose to celebrate it, because I've noticed that Halloween was kind of a 10-day event this year. There were people dressing up a good week before Halloween itself, because that's just how the dates fall, I guess, this year. But whatever you got up to, I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you saw Kyle Richards in Halloween Kills to celebrate. It was fun to have a Housewives and Halloween crossover this year. That is something that I... I would kind of love to happen every year, to be honest. You may have noticed this week as well that Hey You are now sponsoring the podcast. I'm so thrilled that they are on board and I'm really grateful that they have taken a chance on this show. Obviously, given the amazing content Hey You offers and what we talk about on this show, I think it is a perfect fit and I'm very flattered and kind of chuffed that they reached out and want to make this happen. As the first ever Hey You subscriber, it does feel like a match made in heaven for me. A huge thank you to Hey You for coming on board and to everybody who listens to the show, because frankly, if you didn't all support it the way you have in the last year, I don't think this deal would have been made possible. So I'm really grateful on every end for all the support that you have given me. And it does not go unnoticed. Today's guest is a Canadian legend. The other half of the podcast loves it. We had Jordan from that show with us a little while ago on the podcast. And today his co-host Josh joins us to look at, of course, the Housewives shows that are airing at the moment. We got into Canadian reality TV and Australian reality TV. Josh knows his stuff. And because Josh is very into baking and you may know that he has an Instagram account for that stuff, we also got into... The Real Housewives and baking in a way I never quite thought I would. It was definitely a new angle on the shows, even for someone who's a hardcore viewer like myself. So without any further ado, here is Josh Smith on Housewives and Me. My guest today is a TV producer and one half of the pop culture podcast, loves it, and of course, a massive Real Housewives fan. Josh Smith, welcome to Housewives and Me. Hello, Connor. Thank you for having me. I'm so uh, excited to be sharing this digital space with you. <laughs> that, was, that was like ASMR. You like your voice went on all these lovely journeys there as, we just, as you said that. <laughs> I bought this microphone and... It's just, it's opened up so many doors for me in the ASMR world, I'm telling you. You could do Housewives ASMR. You could read out, like, scenes from 
like I know T College that famous yeah, ASMR yeah. version of, of Beverly Hills, but you could just yeah, you could just be like, beast, how dare you? <laughs> the number of scenes that we could do, you can't even count them. Unlimited. Mention it all. Mention it all. <laughs> wow, Bethany, wow. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> okay, well, that's, we've learned something new today. And we've lots of housewives to discuss because I know you watch basically everything and they're all kind of lit right now. But how yeah. did you get into Real Housewives? Oh, gosh. It wasn't until probably around 2017 or 16 where I actually started watching Housewives because up until then, I had gone most of my life just watching, like, I've always loved reality TV. Let me make that very clear. Survivor and Big Brother <laughs> and all that. that, clear. <laughs> that was my That was my reality TV lane. But then at a yeah. certain point... I was almost like surrounded by friends who were all loving the real housewives and quoting the real housewives and talking about the real housewives. And I would be over in the corner being like, well, I don't really watch the real housewives. (laughs) So from there, that is when I kind of decided, you know what, let's try this. Let's go on this journey. And what did you start with? I started with New York. I started with episode one, season one of New York. So I'm proud to have uh, gone the whole way with that city first before everything else. That's a pretty good start. And you mentioned that you watched... Survivor and Big Brother and obviously you're in Canada and I know that Canada really does have a lot of its own like reality TV that runs alongside the American stuff so were you watching like Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US like were you dipping into like two countries worth of reality TV? Oh yeah when I tell you like the amount of balls that are in the air right now juggling wise with all the reality shows it's almost too much but at the same time i've not yet completely dropped them so i'm proud of myself about that too and you have canada's drag race returning when uk drag race is on i'm like how did we swing that one i literally just finished watching this week's episode of drag race uk before i logged on to this beautiful chat (laughs) oh my god i love the timing okay so your first city is new york what did you do after you start you watched all of new york where did you go then So from New York, I went to Beverly Hills and I watched it from the beginning and uh, obviously loved it, especially the earlier years. And then from there, I think I went over to, this is weird, but I went over to Dallas before anyone cancels me over that. At the time, it was like (laughs) Dallas season two or three, which were genuinely good seasons. And so I was curious. And plus it was like three short seasons, an easy watch. So I did that. And then after that, I did Potomac and oh, OC as well. But I didn't start from um, season one with OC because I was too intimidated. With OC, mm-hmm. I started with season nine. That's interesting. Yeah, because now it's like, I, I feel like Dallas is really far from Grace. There was a period where I was like, it's the scrappy underdog. It's kind of kooky and strange. What? It, Stick it with was. it until season two. And now it's like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> may she rest. Yeah, may yeah. she rest. <laughs> and obviously, oh, I went, I watched a couple seasons of Jersey along the way and Atlanta. So it's not like I've completely ignored certain cities, but yeah, I'm trying to trace the map of my housewives watching, but it all started from New York and went over to Beverly Hills. And then we just kind of jumped all over the country. Yeah, that's kind of what I do as well. So let's get into what's kind of airing right now in yeah. an overall general sense. Like mm-hmm. this season of Beverly Hills, have you enjoyed it? What are your thoughts on it in general? Oh, yeah. Like, Let me make it very clear. I love Beverly Hills seasons one, two, and three the most. And then after that, five was great. But everything else up until now has been a little bit on the eh side. But this season that they're having right now, I swear to you, I've never been more entertained by Beverly Hills in years. Do I think that maybe it's kind of plateaued in recent weeks? A little bit. But I'm not mad. Erica Jane. Thoughts on Erica Jane? 
Oh my God. Okay. So I have never been the biggest fan of Miss Erica Jane. I liked her first season, but after that, I think I kind of saw through the act and I was like, okay, Miss, what are you bringing to this show? So this current version of Erica Jane is the most interesting version for me, obviously for the whole mess of it all. I don't know what to believe in regards to everything. Do I think that maybe she was aware of what was going on? I I do think that she at least maybe knew 10% of it, but I don't know. It's such a dicey situation. And the more articles I read, the more questions I have. Is she handling it well? No. No. <laughs> That's a hard no there. And you, no. the more articles you read, which makes you a step ahead of the women on this show who Bar Sutton apparently Evidently. can't read at all. <laughs> oh my God. Like, the, who was it that said like, oh, I just skimmed over the article. It was very long. And I was like, this is your castmates. You need to do your homework, Kyle. I know it's the way, the way Lisa Rinna went. I was really long. I opened it up, but it was just... Re- it was a really long article. I was yeah. like, you, you, little Miss Chief Receipts won't read an article. I was like, okay, chill out. Yeah, use your words, writer girl, but read the words, actually, in this case. So with Beverly Hills, we have the Erica stuff. We have, like, newer additions. Like, I know Garcelle and Sutton are, have had a season in, but, like, they're newer, and then you've got Kathy and Crystal. Like, what do you think of these newer additions to the cast? Because obviously the show has been running for a long time. Yeah, I love it. I think that they are... They've copied the strategy that worked so well for Roni season seven, where they have so many wives. Even if Kathy is like featured, she's been in the season enough that she basically is full time to me. But having so many personalities, I think, has been refreshing. Even if so many of these women are, you know, back on their typical bullshit, you do have people like Garcelle and Sutton and Crystal in the first half of the season who are contributing in ways that we haven't seen on Beverly Hills. Uh, in years, I think. I think they're doing wonderfully. And it, they were really needed. Yeah, they definitely needed that injection of like fresh energy for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I mean, you have watched all of New York and it feels like because New York was your gateway drug to this franchise, I'm like in general, I'm sure yeah. you have lots of like thoughts about it. But how do you feel about it after this kind of humdrum season where we're not getting a reunion? Something that I never would have predicted for I this know. franchise. Uh, it's with current New York, I pretend I do not see it. I think that <laughs> there has been a drop in quality and it started even after season 10. Like season 11 was fun and fine, but it wasn't as amazing as the years before that. And last year wasn't great. It was a hot mess last year. And then this year it was bad. It was bad for her. She had a rough go. So I don't know where we go from here. And it bothers me because Roni has been like my comfort food, if that makes sense for television for the last few years, right? Like I love it. But now I I can't see a path that's easy for the show to take that will return it to its glory days, you know? Yeah, there's no clear answer, is there? And the fact Mm -hmm. that they're not doing a reunion, I can't get my head around that. I'm like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, Honestly, I think it's a good thing at this point. Like, let's just not beat a dead horse. The horse has been dead for a little while now. Let's move on and let's work on the future for the show. If there is a future. So you actually feel that way that maybe it doesn't have a future? I mean, as a hardcore fan of it, do you think that maybe it could disappear Mm -hmm. for a while? 
I do. And it hurts me to say that. But like, when I'm thinking about it, like, listen, Dallas was never on New York's level, but it was just axed for um, like a few months ago. So I don't really think that these shows are as safe as we think they are. And with New York, which got so much bad publicity this year, and with the, the cast as well, the only way that I personally think we can move forward with New York is a total refresh, brand new cast. And I hate to say that, Connor. I hate to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Canadian in you. You're like being too polite to like, yeah. t- t- you're like, I don't even like being mean about these women. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, they're not, they're not bringing anything. I, it hurts me. So when you talk about a complete recast, do you mean like get rid of everyone that they have now? I do. I think that they almost need to build from the ground up because you've got Sonia Morgan, who, God bless her, she, it's kind of like the same old circus with her, same old song and dance. Ramona, who is a monster who gives good TV when she can, but like, how do you recover from this past season for someone like Ramona? Luann, who has, she's plateaued. Like, she's reached her final form of cabaret star, and I don't think <laughs> anything else is going to happen for her. And as far as Leah and Ebony go, I I don't think that they are must-haves for the franchise. I wasn't that impressed, personally. For some people, Leah is like a breath of fresh. And her, I feel like her world could open up the show to something different where they cast more around her, not even just all her friends per se, but her kind of end of New York, if you will, feels like it could give the show legs in a way. And I think I I felt the same way too, but I think I stopped thinking that once the season started airing and I was like, maybe she could work well with a different group of people, but do I even want to see this person on TV? And I don't know if I want to see Leah on TV. I don't know if she's giving me um, like love to hate energy or likable energy. I don't really see the charm for me in her. Oh my goodness. I know. You know, it's funny because you're like, I feel bad, but also you're very like, they have to go. <laughs> Listen, it's a television show and we want to make good TV. If you're not doing your job, then we need to talk. And I mean, you do work in television oh in God. your native Canada. I'm yeah. curious, like, do you ever watch these shows with a kind of a producer hat on and go, oh my, like, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you've worked in reality TV, which is a different beast, other kinds of television, but do you find your producer hat going on and you're like, you know what, here's why it's that. not working. I do sometimes, but I'm more hung up on the little things when I'm trying to watch the show. Like I will fixate on like if they go to a restaurant in my head, I'm just like, okay, when did the restaurant know they were filming? Did they have to like, like, <laughs> yeah. sign a release form? Did they actually yeah. eat the meal? How long were they filming <laughs> for? Like, for it? <laughs> I'm so fascinated by it. I want to know where all the strings are when it comes to filming these things. And the same thing. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent now, but no. with uh, their confessionals and their talking heads, I know that mm-hmm. they film some of them like as they're filming the the season, but they obviously film one uh, like later down the line, like when they're editing the episodes. And I'm so curious how they slot those later confessionals in, like how they know what to get from them. I want to know the process. I am the same. The first show I got really into was The Hill. In terms of reality TV, well, one of the first, but one I was really obsessed with was The Hills. Mm-hmm. And for me, oh, yeah. The Hills was a show about how did they make this look like this? And we know it's a reality show and so I still with Housewives think all the time about things like the confessionals and even they're doing this thing now where like they clearly went back and said can we do that interview again but in the look that you had three months ago we'll pretend it's the same interview but you can see the slight difference and it's it's a clear giveaway straight away where you're like nah we know that Mm -hmm. was the second take on that one now do they show them the footage so they have it like fresh in their minds like how how are they doing this Connor how are they doing this 
I think some of it is just a producer going, so when we brought you to Lake Tahoe, you said this and this. And, you know, obviously there was that thing where you were in the car and your phone went off. Can you talk? Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of set. Th- so I think it's probably, it must be long days of like reliving. Like, you oh, imagine, God. it must be like hellish. Yeah. And like they cry, they laugh. In some cases, they mime the act of sex, talking about Whitney Rose, of course. <laughs> like to be sitting in one chair all day, that is hard work. So tipping my hat to the ladies and also to the producers for for everything that they do. (laughs) Potomac is a newer city. It's not that new now. It's six Mm -hmm. seasons in, but like it sounds like you discovered it kind of early on in your housewives journey. So you must be quite smug now that it's like kind of the crown jewel of of housewives. I was so happy to have started it when I did because I think it is like the best city that is on the air right now. Not necessarily this season currently, but just as a whole, I think that like those women know how to give good television and on top of that the production team they really know how to a get good television but also edit good television like Mm. there's no editors who are working harder and better than the potomac editors they bring out the comedy yeah it's such a well presented show now and it has a lovely rhythm even though they're doing a covid season like it truly doesn't feel like a covid season in a the way that's holding the show back, you know, yeah. like like it's not getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like a marriage of so many amazing things. And I think that the rest of the cities, because I know that different production companies do different shows, obviously, depending yeah. on the area, but they need to be looking at Potomac more and not copying off of their test, but at least questioning how they're doing things in comparison you know it's like in school when someone gives you the notes and the essay from the year before and goes just write it like that like do Mm -hmm. something like that and you'll be fine (laughs) we need karen huger to pass her paper over to somebody else and say it's okay you can take my answers like literally everyone in new york should be cop like should be looking over their shoulder and copying karen's answers on the test yeah they have to (laughs) this is such a weird extended metaphor we've we've really run with this One thing you need to know about me is that I will take a metaphor and I will beat the shit out of it. That's something you would say in the housewives uh, confession chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that'd be your like kooky moment. You're sipping your drink. I just love to beat a metaphor. And they're like, boop, boop, boop. It's <laughs> funny because I literally just had a sip of my water before I said that. So, wow. <laughs> wow. See, maybe mm-hmm. I'm a producer. Maybe I'm a reality producer. This is my talking realize. head moment and you're my producer. <laughs> I felt really manipulated by Connor. He made me say <laughs> things on camera that I wouldn't usually say. <laughs> you're going to stitch together my words in the podcast and make me say something very offensive and I'll be like but I didn't say that but those are my words <laughs> I'll totally like start fake beef with you and your co-host Jordan who's obviously been on the show before and yep. he'll be like yep. I believe you said that about me on Housewives and me I'll be like oh well you know <laughs> yeah. oh okay well, well I'll work on that but um, yeah. uh, this is a new worse this is a new city effectively it's only two seasons in but it is new mm-hmm. is Salt Lake City which yes. it's funny you mentioned earlier that you kind of did Dallas and Potomac when you started your journey and then the last year over here a lot of people have discovered Housewives and they're going to Salt Lake City because it's so new and it's, it's not as daunting episode like volume mm-hmm. of of episodes wise which I think is interesting um, how do you feel about the housewives of Salt Lake City so far? I really like Salt Lake City I and I say this all the time like I am not as wild about it as the rest of like Twitter at least like I know it gets a very positive response and it deserves it especially for a new city to have connected like this they deserve their flowers do I think that it's my favorite city? no but I do think that it is a strong cast um about the current season, we need to get to Jen Shaw's arrest already because I'm not that invested in what's happening currently. You mean you're not invested in 
like Lisa Barlow just existing on camera. That's not enough oh, for you. <laughs> I mean, I never said that. I love Lisa, but um, that sounded like Lisa. I love Lisa. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, just like the whole Twink Gate and Meredith and Jen. I'm not that. I don't care. I don't care. Like, just make up and let's keep filming. You know, like, let's get some more group scenes together, ladies. Let's do this. Let's go on that journey. Yeah, it's tricky that they, it's that housewives thing where, like, one person has this possibly slightly more exaggerated beef for the other person than is real for the show's sake. But then also they still have, like, Meredith, you know, recent episode been like, I will not be going to the ice event. And then she rocks in, you know, an hour yeah. late. Because obviously on some level she has to go. Yeah. And it's that thing where it's like, well, yeah, okay, you're mad, but you still have to talk to her. That's the job. Like, none of you are that long on the Housewives too that you can't not exactly. film with someone for a whole season. Ultimately, this is your job. You are a TV character. Even if, like, you're a real person and this is filming your life, like, you have to, like, identify the fact that you are being perceived as a character on a show. So you got to do mm-hmm. your work. You mentioned Whitney Rose there earlier. Mm-hmm. What do you make of her? Because her way of talking is so weird. Oh, Connor, I I actually love Whitney Rose. I said last <laughs> year that I think that Whitney is the perfect example of a B-tier housewife, which sounds like I'm shading her or being rude, but I really mean it in such a nice way because you need people like Whitney on shows. And characters like Whitney are often, I think, underappreciated because they're over on the sidelines and they're commenting and they can even kind of give us like a little bit of a Greek chorus with their confessionals, but they're not necessarily injecting themselves in the drama all the time. But Whitney does that role specifically very well. Very well. I just, I'm finding like between the Watch Happens live stuff and social media and I feel like she's trying a bit too hard in the second season to be like, I'm funny and I'm in on the joke. And I'm like, no, we mm-hmm. just want to watch you say sentences really slowly and be weird. Like you don't That's have to so, yeah. wink, wink. It's interesting though, because you're. it's almost like watching which ones of the cast now kind of get it. And they're trying to figure out like, okay, what is my sophomore year going to look like? And what do I need? What do I think mm. I need to do to get the fans approval? That's so true. And weirdly, I think part of the reason I'm enjoying Lisa Barlow since the reunion last year is she still seems slightly unaware in a way I find really interesting. Yeah. I was saying this to Jordan, like there is a type of housewife that is very rare and it's the type of person who like really is, um, it's like they don't really see the cameras there. And because of that, they give the best, almost like uncomfortable, but iconic moments because they're (laughs) so just authentically them, you know? Yeah. And they come like even, you know, the start of season two and (laughs) Lisa, Lisa insisting to Meredith Regen, like, I think there's some healing there. And it's like, you, like, in what universe, like, tr- you are not plugged into this at all because you don't even kind of go, I think, you know, let's try and make it work. She's just like, yeah, there's healing. It's like, yeah. for what? Like, why are you talking about Jen is crazy. There's no yeah. healing anywhere. Yeah. Wait, can I ask you, what are your thoughts on Meredith Marks? Okay, I, I do love Meredith. I loved her last season. I'm enjoying her this season. It's a, mm-hmm. I mean, I do think her turning the nacho to 11 is a little bit premeditated, but I'm enjoying mm-hmm. watching her, like, flurry of rage and her, like, <laughs> like basically saying, I'm about to, like, <laughs> skull drag yeah. Jen. Yeah. Like, I do feel like on some level, Meredith could actually be a bit of a brawler, which I enjoy. No, I'm fascinated by Meredith. You know, the kind of... She's demure and high fashion, yet her tits are always out. Like, Mm -hmm. she's kind of mumbles her way through whole scenes, yet she's ready to, like, you feel like she would physically throw down with Jen. Like, it's such a fun, 
She's such a study in contrast, which I love in a housewife. I respect that. I respect that a lot. <laughs> well, how, how do you feel about Murder Marks? Okay, I agree that I'm fascinated by her, and I definitely do appreciate uh, moments that she's given. I think that this year, I like that it seems like she's a little bit more engaged, for lack of better words, but she's a bit mm-hmm. more engaged. I think where I am frustrated with her is that her own home personal storylines always make me want to die. I hated the whole like <laughs> husband storyline last year. I don't need to see Brooke, Brooks Marks on my television ever again. Oh. I don't really care about the family stuff, you know? <laughs> I, I found the marriage thing last year so fascinating because she never really emoted about it even though it actually did seem quite real she would like even that hilarious now almost infamous scene where Seth's like maybe we should like break up whatever and she just mumbles and they had to put subtitles up of her going I don't just agree (laughs) this is the end of your marriage and you're like so not supposed to be you want to know my controversial opinion on that okay I don't believe I don't believe that storyline I don't (gasps) I think that she knew that it was the first season of the show and she needed a good storyline and of course maybe they did have some marital problems going on but I think that they were like okay we're gonna be doing this we're gonna be like potentially breaking up I don't know I'm a conspiracy theorist sometimes when it comes to these shows yeah it's funny isn't it well you know it's not the wildest idea because she is so measured and controlled Mm -hmm. it stands to reason that she would kind of yeah. be selective in an odd way and I never made this connection until now her and Erica are not you know dissimilar in a way mm-hmm. that's exactly it because I think in the first season specifically I was watching Meredith and I was like you are too controlled right now just like Erica was too controlled from seasons seven to ten in a way you could see like Erica sat down and I'm like Hasbro Wanda Jensei well listen motherfucker like you could just see her like joining Meredith in that like I would love just to hear a conversation between the two of them (laughs) I'm trying to think of how my my family (laughs) Uh, uh, John has said despicable things about my son what did she say I have nothing to say to her what a pig what a bitch She's not cunty like me, honey. Lord. <laughs> Can you Get imagine Brooks? Brooks around Erica Jane. Like Brooks, you know, who we will respect Brooks's journey. Brooks has not mm-hmm. labeled himself mm-hmm. or his orientation. But I do think he would, from his relationship with his mother, I think he, like many of us who are listening, shall we say, yeah. appreciates a strong woman. And I could see him, like, really enjoying a pre alleged criminality Erica Jane yeah he would be an ally to her for sure (laughs) he'd be a friend of he'd be an ally to Erica who's Mm -hmm. then an ally to the gays on paper (laughs) but not that not we're saying anything about him but just she's an ally (laughs) (laughs) he would be like I'm really close Mary and Erica Jane (laughs) and my mom (laughs) oh my god and what do you make of of Mary our kooky you know fashion queen Mary Okay. I love Mary because she is that type of housewife I was mentioning earlier where she's completely unaware of cameras and like pretty much everything. So I really like her because she makes me laugh, but also she scares me and I'm unsettled because I I think that there's just a like a dark, uncomfortable energy with her. Even her kind of shuffling around the house and it's full of like, it just... It has a weird, like, depressing energy that, that I like, don't know Emerald how much of I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I will enjoy for now, but I just, I, I can't fully give her all my support at the same time because I'm just like, I don't really know. 
is she okay? Like, is she all right? <laughs> is she okay? I do, like, now that I'm in this Erica joining Salt Lake City vibe, like, Erica could totally move in with Mary and just, like, hang around. What's in your closet? <laughs> is that Chan- Bitch, is that Chanel? I love that hoe. You know why she keeps saying hoe and all this? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Mary would be like, what the fuck are you I talking I did about? actually love, though, last week when um, Mary was asked to define Meredith Mark's style, and she was like... <laughs> You're really asking me this? Um, <laughs> Meredith Marks style is, uh, it's Meredith, it's Meredith Marks. That's what it is for me. And I also love that because it was like the show was saying, because we all know Mary is the most stylish one here. And I was like, I, I don't mm. know if that's also the vibe I would yeah. consider. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that, but sure. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyU.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. Everything you could need Housewives-wise is on Hey You this November. Uh, you know, the Housewives, I was so funny. I was, you know, doing my research today and working mm-hmm. on questions to ask you in the interview. And I was just going through your Twitter account. Just being like, has, has Josh said anything about Housewives lately? And you had done this tweet about, it was a Grey's Anatomy's joke using yeah. a clip of Dorit talking about <laughs> surgeries. Went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, and it made me laugh. And it made me wonder, are there any kind of housewives memes or moments or even things that like random moments that you find yourself quoting or that you kind of go back to? The number of random housewives quotes that will come in and out of my brain every day is unsettling. <laughs> but one of them, the most random, and I've seen it used in memes before, but okay, so it was um, a trip to Paris in Beverly Hills. I think it was season three. And mm. it's Kim Richards. She's on a balcony. She's got this very haunting aura to her. And all the clip is, is her saying, I've been here for days, Lisa. (laughs) And for some reason, that clip (laughs) is the stupidest thing, but I will think about it more than I think about other major housewives moments. It's like the wind is blowing in her hair. She's got this kind of glazed over look in her eye. And just like, I've been here for days, Lisa. So (laughs) chilling and funny because I remember and it's like she kind of rasps it almost like and she's almost yeah. annoyed and you're like what is going mm-hmm. on like you're, you're in Paris to film the show like you're not in prison like what is it's spooky you? it's a little spooky is there is there any other random housewives quotes or, or moments that live in as the kids would say live in my head rent free oh um I've done a lot of Sutton ones from the season um most notably when she's storming off no ma'am like <laughs> the no ma'am I think about a, like a lot and there was a good one from this past episode that I clipped earlier and it's just like this weird almost um, twinkling disturbing music playing under her just sitting in her confessional and then she just goes hmm and I know I'm gonna use that in group chats for years to come <laughs> it's like her reacting to Erica's various moods and it's that one interview look where she's in red with kind of long blonde hair and it seems to be in my head, I'm like, that was Sutton's shady interview day because mm-hmm. in every single one of those clips we've seen, she's just very like, I don't believe yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another one. I'm sorry, I'm jumping to a, a different city here, but um, from New York, there is a great meme of Dorinda in season eight and she's so pissed off and she's talking to Ramona and all it is is her going, do you hear me? 
do you hear me? <laughs> like so slurry Dorinda anger, like cliche, but I love that one. And there's also that one. I know Dan from Come Through Queen is someone who uses a lot online, but it's one that fans use. We're a similarly angry, drunk Dorinda bone where it's the whole dinner where the girls give him the speech and oh, yeah. Dorinda just goes, important. Yeah. Important. important. <laughs> She's like so drunk and oh. so, she looks so belligerent every time God I see bless it. bless her. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Important. And she kind of uses her finger <laughs> like you're such an she asshole. She just leans in so aggressively too. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Golly with the days in New York was that girl when it was yeah. the show. Ugh. She, like, I will always hold her close to my heart and specifically like seasons three, seven, uh, 10. Yeah. Three, seven and 10 are impeccable seasons for me. So we have Housewives girls trip and we have like girls trip part two. Everyone's at Dorinda's house or whatever they're going to call. It. Actually, they should just call it that. Everyone's at Dorinda's. Yeah. Um, but we have those two shows coming at some point, you know, God knows when this comes out, maybe we'll have a better idea dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you excited about those crossover events or how do you feel about them? I think the first one will be cute. Obviously, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be um, not like the most thrilling television or even like the funniest television, but I'm looking forward to it. I am so excited for everyone at the mansion, everyone at Dorinda's. I think that season is going to be a hot mess and I cannot wait. They've cast such great, because, I mean, the rumor is that the, well, we know, the rumor cast this is basically, like, Jill Zarin, Brian D. Glanville, mm-hmm. Vicky Gumbleson, Tamara, Phaedra, Eva, like, uh, yeah. Dorinda's place. Obviously, like, the idea that it's, like, ex-wives, ex-wives so yeah. they're all, and Taylor Armstrong's, I mean, there, like, it sounds like there are people on that show who've left Housewives proper, so in a way, I'm like, they have nothing to lose if they're yeah. all in Dorinda's house getting drunk for a few days. Like, I'm kind of like the carnage that could ensue. And that is, I think, what an all-star season should be. Like, people who have been away from the camera and are hungry for it. Or they they want something to prove. Yeah, actually, in a way, I mean, it's funny because everyone is using the all-stars term, which I feel like is partly because of how big that is in Drag Race World. I yeah. know it's not the only all-star show. And you're right, even with Drag Race, I'm like, the best all-star seasons are the ones where it's like, oh my god, she's back and she's really, like, in it for the, like, win. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious because even people like... um Taylor who's coming back I don't expect her to be the Taylor from the early seasons of Beverly Hills I I do think that I I want like a nice season for her I don't think she's going to be a train wreck but I I want it to be good for her because she went through a lot yeah if she's still you know using alcohol and to know her pain or crying Mm. the same way I think collectively as viewers we might be like um I don't know if I can watch this you know like some people you do want them a little bit of growth Although that meme of her that's been going around lately where she's like mid-breakdown sobbing on the bed and laughing and saying, I'm trying, you guys. I really am. I I laugh. I'm sorry. I laugh. <laughs> it's mad how, you know, so many of these Taylor memes are from such dark moments. Dark moments but we're yeah. like, lol, same, sis, I me. Know. <laughs> There's like some guilt that I have in, in moments where I'm sending them or laughing in, in, at them, but I'm like... It's kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, that I think that's a guilt we have just with, with watching these shows in general. Yeah. Um, 
you are someone who is something I mean to use a Bake Off term a star baker I know people love mm. to say that about Bake Off I don't actually watch Bake Off but I still know that term <laughs> um, you, you like have baked amazing cakes I know for your co-host and friend Jordan's birthday recently you, you made an amazing yeah, cake so thank you. It, if you were <laughs> if you were to make some cakes for some of some housewives who would you want to make one for and what would you make for them? Like, what do you think they would be into? Oh my gosh. I was thinking about this and I think the easiest person to make for would be Teresa from Jersey because I would (laughs) love to do like a pineapple upside down cake because she was all about the pineapple this last season. But Mm -hmm. also I would like to do a cake that is like a fusion of sprinkle cookies as like an homage (laughs) to that moment. I think Teresa would be the easiest. Um, like I'm very inspired by uh, Luann's obsession with f- Fose. Is that what she was calling it last yeah, season? Yeah, yeah. Fose. So from there, I think I would like to try something that incorporates like the flavors of rosé for Luann for her cabaret show or something. Something very <gasps> kind of um, hoity yeah. and French and uh, like almost a little bit pretentious. I think that would be the perfect dessert for Luann. Almost like, not a souffle, but you know, just something that reads a little bit extravagant. I honestly thought for a second you were like, and you know, the one I was like, is he going to say something about eggs à la français? I was like, no. Oh my God. (laughs) I completely forgot about eggs à la français. (laughs) But how does that work in baking? I don't think it does. I don't really think it does either, but. um, No, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Luann would be just like such a fun opportunity to kind of dig my heels into her ridiculousness and serve up the flavor there. And I mean, obviously with Atlanta, I'd like to do something with peaches. I think Mm. there's so many good peach desserts and I would love to just hang out with candy and make attempt a peach pie. I've never actually made a peach pie before, but for candy, I would. Oh my God. You could make something that would go on the menu at at old lady gang or her new or candy's new restaurant. Um, I'll be right there. Although I did, wasn't there controversy lately because they charged for water or they charged for ice or something like that. I think I read that somewhere. (laughs) Oh my god! I did. Oh my, that I did. Allegedly, I mean, I know, <laughs> allegedly in our Wendy Williams voice. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously she's not, but she. I mean, look, she's once a housewife, always a housewife. But she's got mm. her own show anyway. I mean, like, what about like Lisa Vanderpump, who's had shows about how she serves her guests and she has Vanderpump rules, where like obviously the restaurants are a factor. Like, could you yeah. see yourself creating something for her? Not for Lisa Vanderpump. No. <laughs> Some sins cannot be forgiven. And anytime I see her on Twitter replying with those like Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> memojis or whatever, I'm like, excuse me, this this is not going to get you a dessert at my table. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the way you were like, you were so like, not for Lisa Vanderpump. No. <laughs> Respect her, but I don't think she's going to get one from me anytime soon. <laughs> Meanwhile, like you're hanging out with Teresa at some Italian restaurant. She's like, oh my God, pineapple cake. <laughs> I mean, I think that that would be a more fascinating experience. And I think I would leave a lot more entertained with Teresa. She'd be like, guys, you pineapple. Oh my God, I'm going to taste. Like you can just see her like screaming at the whole restaurant, all her friends. Just like seeing the wheels turning in her head as she tastes the dessert would probably be the most terrifying moment of my life. I mean, that's what I mean by her realizing. It really tastes like pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> her realizing. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god, what a what a gem of a lady she yeah. is. God bless her. <laughs> okay. So the Real Housewives bakes uh, coming soon to Bravo TV, and it's yep. sl- oh my god, and slice in Canada airs Housewives yeah. perfect. <laughs> Get a slice of this. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like we actually should pitch this. Greenlight it. <laughs> Dear Slice.ca, my name is Josh. I am a TV producer who bakes and loves the Real Housewives. I know you're already interested. I have something to propose to you. CC Andy Cohen, (laughs) CC Bravo, all of it. Mention it all. Not me, Chris Jennering, your uh, new baking TV show. I'll allow it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I better get 10% of this lucrative (laughs) Slice.ca deal. Um, (laughs) Okay, so something I, I ask every single guest and you know yeah. we've already t- talked about topics that might help with mm-hmm. this question is um your housewives tagline what would it be and why i have thought about this and okay i think i came up with one that i like and it is mm-hmm. if money talks and wealth whispers then i scream <laughs> i think it's very it's very me isn't that cow? <laughs> It, it, it how rich I, are you then? <laughs> like, oh no! It it, meant, it means that I have not a lot of money, and oh, I am. Yes. Okay. I was like, oh, so you're like even for no? You mean like means I've got nothing? <laughs> She's down bad. That's what she is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or you could be like, when it comes to drama, I take and bake the cake. Yeah. I also <laughs> thought about um, <laughs> something like. I don't just have my cake and eat it too. I bake it or something like that. I don't even know. Oh, I need to yeah. workshop that one. Oh my God. Or even if you want, like maybe three or four seasons in when you, you've, the money and the fame has gone to your head and you mm-hmm. say something like, I'll let them eat cake and exactly. I'll make it. <laughs> I'll be the new Kyle Richards mentioning baking and cake in every one of my taglines. Like she mentions in this town, in Beverly Hills. Oh my God. In this cake. <laughs> Around here. <laughs> Around this bakery. <laughs> Oh my god! Or like something like, this cake is made with sugar spice and a little bit of shade. <laughs> that would be that would be my season two one for sure. Oh my god! Like I just I I feel like I feel like when you watch Drag Race and the judges are all like throwing out really bad mm. jokes at every runway. Like that's what happens to me when I do this question. I start being like, what if you said this really stupid thing? <laughs> I guess is like that's not what I suggested. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with it. <laughs> you're a good sport listen you came prepared I've, I've had mm. this question has sent people into like an existential crisis but anyway I do my homework <laughs> this next question you know ground mm-hmm. kind of tied to baking but it's a broader question I guess yeah. um, is you're throwing a dinner party tomorrow mm-hmm. you can have five people there they can be hangers on friends of yeah. housewives themselves the husbands I don't know pets whoever mm-hmm. what five people are coming and why okay so I also thought about this as well and like, please note that I'm not trying to make a good television with this group of five people. Like, these are just five women that I would <laughs> okay. like to hang out with for the night at the table. Um, okay, so we're going to start things off with Garcelle. I think she okay. would be a great, um, like, voice at the table. She'd help guide the conversations. I just really, I love Garcelle. Uh, then I would go Giselle. I think okay. Giselle would also just bring some good entertainment. And I, as much as she can be frustrating on the show, I do think that she could be a good dinner guest. Then I would have to invite my girl Eileen, Eileen Davidson, mm-hmm. because you can't have a dinner without that beautiful voice. After that, <laughs> I would invite Dolores from Jersey. Oh, I, there's something about Dolores that I'm just obsessed with. And I know that some people think she's boring or whatever, but I really value her. I value her. 
And then this is my last one. And this one, you're going to be like, Josh, are you okay? Are you ready? Gina from OC. Oh. I think Gina would be a good time. I think that she would be so like appreciative and down to earth. And maybe I'm projecting so much on her, but I do think that she would be a good dinner guest. And if you kind of would like to see Gina and Dolores together, I know Gina's from Long Island Island. and not necessarily... New Jersey, but in my head, that's a similar kind of exactly. energy. Like yeah. I can see Dolores really mothering Gina. I mean, yeah. Dolores has that energy in general, but like, I feel like she'd take a shine to Gina. Yeah, I think that they would all find common ground. And like, Eileen and Garcelle are both actresses. Eileen, I think, would just be mm. like really enjoying the vibe and she would just be observing. But I think that they could all <laughs> find something that they really like about one another. Because I don't want to have like a disastrous dinner party, you know? I, I, I do love that you your producer hat is off and packed away. And not yeah. involved in this dinner at all. No you cameras. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I had someone recently be like, and of course, all of this will be filmed. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mm. say that it had to be. Um, mm. I do love the visual of Eileen like, oh, wow. Oh, like just being like, yeah. Oh, this, oh, this is darling. <laughs> yeah. There's, um. oh my God. I think like Chris Eifler on Twitter posted this video. I think it was at a reunion and Eileen's just reacting to someone talking and she goes, love that. And it's just so, um, so Eileen and the tone in her voice. Of like, yeah, love that. <laughs> Do you know what? I hope you don't mind me saying this. You and Eileen don't have dissimilar voices. Oh, I love that. Oh my God. I love that. Um, <laughs> love that. I love no, that. I love I that. I appreciate that. That's probably one of the nicest things I've heard in a long time. You have that very like kind of soothing. I don't know what it is. It's a similar Beast. tone. Me. <laughs> I love this. I mean, that's an iconic scene. Like people oh, who don't watch Highs always know that. But like that is when she, when she really she leans forward to Kim and she goes, "I invited you into my home." <laughs> like that was the I can't I think drew of the line one damn there. thing I like about you in the moment. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know things are serious because even Eileen was like, "I've had it here." Mm-hmm. That's a good lineup, and I do think that like you know, and also Giselle will be a little bit messy, so you'd have the like yeah. fun shade. She wouldn't be afraid to kind of. Maybe give you some gossip about Potomac and reasonably shady. <laughs> okay, we're not plugging that podcast. Okay, <laughs> mm, no, that is not. We are not. Sadly, we are not Robin and Giselle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sad to report. No, ma'am. Oh my! If you were in producer mode and you were like, I want five oh, absolute Lord. like surefire TV gems. Mm-hmm. Like, who would you have at that dinner party? I would have Kenya, Vicky, okay. Jennifer, Aiden, Dorinda. And I would finish things off with, ooh, um, Karen Huger. Damn, okay. That, I don't think also, the, you, the yeah. table would not survive. The table would not. No, no neither would the camera crew. <laughs> I love how as you are like producer mode, okay, here you go. It's going to get fucking messy. <laughs> yeah. You want a disaster? I'll give you a disaster. <laughs> all right. That's All Stars season three sorted. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay um you have kind of watched like i want to say every city but a lot of them but if you're kind of on the real housewives journey what is next for you viewing wise i really want to hunker down and watch the real housewives of melbourne just because mm-hmm. i've seen so many clips online and they always make me laugh and i really want to just go on that journey and start to learn these characters and just react to it because I think it's the city that is in my blind spot right now. I'm fascinated when people in like Canada and the US watch Australian TV because like in Ireland, we've grown up with a lot of Australian soap operas and even like famous Australians like Mm -hmm. Kylie Minogue. But I'm like, 
I mean, people in North America have no reference for Australia. Like, That's so funny, all. though, because um, personally, I grew up and I would watch, I would say, more Australian TV than any other person oh, really? I knew. I watched, like, MasterChef Australia for a couple of years. I was obsessed with Australia's Next Top Model. Um, oh, my God, yes. Like, that, that was, I was obsessed with that. Was it? I'm Erica Hinnets, and she was so mean to the girls. I remember, mm-hmm. like, thinking, she fucking hates these women. <laughs> and they changed the host, like, 45 times in yeah. the 10 yeah. seasons that they had. There was that one amazing season where, in the finale, uh, Sarah Murdoch got the wrong winner. Oh, like, yes, she announced I've seen that the... clip. I feel a bit <laughs> sick about this. Oh my god, that was a really good Australian accent. Oh my my god, that's my party trick, Connor. Is whenever I'm drinking, I'll pull out the Aussie (laughs) accent from from time to time. No, 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 hello, hello, (laughs) my ladies. Like it's so, it's so, and I thank uh, Australia's Next Top Model for that because it's just so engraved in my mind. Okay, well then, okay, Melbourne is is perfect for you. Yeah, I I truly think so. And I have to ask, I mean. You know, Vancouver and Toronto mm-hmm. did it for Canada and the Housewife Stakes. Vancouver is iconic. I mean, have you any experience with either of those? No. And like, I live in Toronto, obviously, but I remember when it was airing and I just didn't, maybe it was starting around the same time that I was just getting into Housewives. So I yeah. I think I was just too distracted with other cities from America. So I never really watched it, but I didn't hear amazing things. And then Vancouver, I hear, was messy, and I might be able to appreciate that. But I don't know. Sometimes watching these first seasons for Housewives, I again, the producer hat goes on, and I think that a lot of them are trying a little bit too hard. Mm. And I think I see a, a little bit uh, too many strings. So I, I question if I would have that experience with either of those two. And it's tricky, too, with sometimes with internationally, if you will, editions of uh big franchises or formats like cause there'll be slight changes and you're like oh uh, even like i loved canada's drag race but at first i was like oh they're doing that differently it's oh, an I adjustment like that yeah mm. it's uh even so much as like when salt lake started airing last year i would watch it and i'd be like why in their confessionals does it look like they're talking right to the camera why is the producer not sitting further away from the camera like i, I just mm. little things like that i'll notice and i'll be like okay this feels weird I was the exact same with Drag Race Down Under. They shot the interview oh. so weirdly to oh the point God. where I, I wasn't really enjoying that season. But at one point I was like, I might have to stop watching this because the interviews look so bad. I and obviously like a dummy persevered. But anyway, the set for that season as well just felt so small and claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, I and I was like, OK, compared to other shows that were filmed during the pandemic where the sets are like supersized, this felt like yeah. they were just cramming those queens in. Yeah, I think there was something where I believe it was meant to be filmed in Australia and there was some thing around COVID restrictions and mm. kind of at the last minute it moved to New Zealand, which makes I always just got the vibe as like, you know what? They probably had the soundstage the week yeah. before. I don't know that, but that was the energy I got. Yeah. That, that's Drag Race for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're kind of, you're a bit of an Aussie TV aficionado. Though. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a that. A little bit. It's my best kept secret, but it's not even a secret. <laughs> I was actually, I don't know if you ever saw X Factor UK, but Danny Minogue, an Australian pop star, was on it. And she at one point goes, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> which is me finding out you're an Aussie TV. Oh my TV. God. Oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Hello. <laughs> okay, well, that's your... I think Melbourne is going to be everything you need more. I think you might like Sydney, but it's a little bit too crazy. Yeah, I think so. I'm really excited for starting. I think once these current seasons of Housewives that we're watching 
come to an end or when maybe not as many are airing at the same time. That's my next homework assignment. Oh my God, you have so much to enjoy. Um, Before we wrap up, can you tell us where we can find you online and tell me a bit about the podcast Loves It as well? So Loves It is the podcast. It's uh, with me and Jordan Apps. We basically just talk about pop culture, what we're watching, whether it's Housewives or movies or TV. This week we we talked about the Scream series for film. Um, No, we're just talking about what we're watching and loving and hence the name Loves It. There was also an episode recently where you revealed how all these random Starbucks orders for people with different names were coming yes. to your door. Yeah. And you were like, well, I guess Mary does live here now. <laughs> Something, it was a, it, probably the most unnerving moment of my month. I was like, where are these coming from? But no, so Loves It is the podcast and definitely check it out. It's a fun time. And as far as where you can find me online, you can, Josh gets it is the social handle. But also, if you want to follow my baking, it's Josh Bakes It because I can't stray too far from the branding. <laughs> and it's Josh, Josh Bakes It. Is that just on Instagram? You know it just on Instagram. Okay, well, if you want to, I'm, I'm, if you want to pitch Josh some housewives cakes, <laughs> I please think you do. Make this for Bethany. <laughs> oh no, she's not getting a cake from me. She can sit at Lisa Vanderpump's table. I feel like there's a show in just you being handed a, a large contact sheet of housewives headshots, and you go, "No cake for her." Yeah, there's mm, a pile. Had a good I'll first go. season. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Maybe. I want to do that. <laughs> like kind of like Lisa Rinna vibes, like. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay. Well, we've covered we've covered baking and housewives and Australian TV. We've covered yeah. a lot of ground here today. We've done it all. Uh, Josh, thank you very much for coming on Housewives and Me. Oh my God, Connor, thank you for having me. This was so fun. That was Josh Smith here on Housewives and Me. Make sure you check out the podcast. Loves it. I'll have links to listen to that in the show notes for this episode and where you can find Josh online and his baking account, which is full of gems. Like you're going to have some Bake Off vibes when you check that one out. A huge thank you again to Hey You for sponsoring this podcast, which you are announcing this week. I'm so thrilled that it's happening and I'm very chuffed that they've come on board. And as I said, a huge thank you to everybody who listens to the show because your support has really helped to make this happen. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, as always, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review. It helps get word of mouth out there about the show. It's great for the algorithm and all that stuff. Wherever you get your podcasts, there are brand new episodes every single Tuesday. So subscribe or follow to make sure you don't miss a single one. And of course, on social media, at Housewives and Me is where you'll find the show on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me for some reason, it's Connor Bean. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well under those handles. So until next time, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Hey You, which is the home of the housewives. Every season and every episode of all of the real housewives is available to stream or download right now on Hey You. And it is the only place you will get new episodes the same day as the US. No spoilers here because we are getting stuck straight in thanks to Hey You. You can start a free trial now at HeyYou.com. And after that, it's only $5.99 per month, which is like the price of a cup of coffee. And there's no commitments. You can cancel whenever you want. November is going to be amazing because something that we Housewives fans have dreamed of for years is 
finally happening. The crossover of dreams I am discussing, I am bringing to your attention. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is coming to Heyu from Friday the 19th of November. I actually cannot believe this is happening. We have Melissa and Teresa from Jersey. We have Kyle from Beverly Hills. We have Cynthia and Kenya. Kenya from Atlanta. And we, of course, representing New York, have Ramona and Luan as well. What is going to happen when those gals get together? I... I can't even, I can't deal. I actually can't deal. I'm so excited. And if you wanted more, oh, there's more. On Mondays, you will have The Real Housewives of Potomac, The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and my girls, finally back, The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Come on. Everything you could need housewives-wise is on Hey You this November.